Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I know it's been a minute. I'm so sorry. You know, it's funny. After creating for so many years, I realized that it's a part of my identity. And if I'm not creating something and posting it and sharing it, I feel less than myself. So yeah, I've missed making this podcast as well. For two weeks, I was taking some time off doing that invisible behind the scenes work that somehow swallows days whole, turning them into weeks at a time. And then right when I was ready to post something last week, there was a crazy storm here in the States and I didn't have any Wi-Fi for a few days. Of course, my router got fried. It was a whole thing, but I'm back and I'm so happy to be making the last podcast of the year because I know that this is only the beginning. Not Your Average Joe is officially one year old, which makes me very, very, very content. And this morning, I woke up thinking about how our most valuable asset in life is time. Because if you do something consistently and time goes by, that's when you start really building something. So cheers to a year of deep conversations. And I hope that this is just one of many, many years of Not Your Average Joe. All right, let's get into it. Welcome back to Not Your Average Joe, the podcast that'll make anyone a little less average. I'm your host, Joe Franco, and as you can tell, my voice is a little raspy today. It was a beautiful weekend filled with tons of great conversations and a big decision that I made with a career pivot, which means I have to sink into my full-blown entrepreneurship. My brain has been buzzing because it's one of those things that I feel a little bit scared to do and that's exactly why I know I have to do it. In Joe Club we have a saying that came out during one of our sessions, do it scared. And that's how I feel right now. And uh, I lost my voice just working through ideas with my you know, closest friends and family and they all think that it's the right move, which is cool because that means I think I'm on the right track. Anyways, I'm very, very excited about today's episode. It is all about you guys. I was glowing with all of your DMs and messages and story shares of Not Your Average Joe being one of your top listened to podcasts. Big virtual hug, big hug through the audio waves. I'm amazed that so many people around the world are listening to this podcast. I really just consider this my personal research project every week where I get to sit down with either people that I'm interviewing that are very interesting and learn from them, or I get to dive into a thought that I've had and expand on it. So it's so dope that you listen to this podcast, whether you take your walks with me as your companion or you're driving and you just want to tune in and to see what's happening. I am grateful and I'm thankful. And as a result, I'm going to be answering your questions on today's episode. But before, I would love to remind you, if you could share this podcast with somebody that you think could benefit from it because you're the algorithm. And if you're not sharing, other people aren't getting the value. And I love giving that value. 
in my life, I guess my goal is to provide as much value to people as humanly possible. Because when I need to provide value, I actually have to give myself value. Like the only way I can have interesting conversations is if I'm absorbing interesting things. So I'm always reading, I'm always listening to podcasts, I'm always researching, and that's how I stay fresh. So it's really cool by listening to my podcast, you're allowing me to do my dream job, which is learn, share, and continue to learn and continue to share. And it creates a ripple effect of interesting conversations. And that I love. Kill the intro, sis. You know she's not your average Joe, not your average Joe. Before we get into it, I'm opening my little red journal to see if there's anything interesting to share with you inside of Joe's juicy journal. The question is, would your ancestors be proud of you? It was day 70 of my journaling challenge in Connecticut. <laughs> and I said, OMG, it's day 70. I wrote this on June 9th, 2020. Anytime I'm around my grandparents, I interview them and take notes on everything they remember to try to piece together the puzzle of my past. One trend that seems to stick out is that I come from a line of hard workers whose hands grew tough and persistence even tougher. They were African slaves, Dutch house servants, Portuguese immigrants who built their houses from mud, bricks, and sticks with little complaint. On my dad's side, they were natives living in tribes, hunting and gathering, as well as slaves. They put their blood, sweat, and tears into everything they did because that's all they had to give. Every generation worked their part, almost like a relay race, to hand the baton to their kids, who could start a little better off than they had. So without fully realizing it, I've been doing my part to move the needle so their work wasn't done in vain. And even though I've never been the type to dream of having kids, it's comforting to know they'll be starting from a better place than I did. So yes, I think and hope they're proud. I'm proud of them. Damn, Joe, shoo! I'm glad I wrote that. Uh, that came from the 30-day the challenge that went all the way to 90-day challenge that started Joe Club. And I've just started adding this into the podcast because it's nice for me to reflect and it gives me something to, to kind of create a theme for this episode. If you guys wonder, I freestyle these episodes. Very rarely do I ever have something, you know, written down. So it's like an improv show. I've been thinking a lot about that as well, about what we're doing for the future. And I think that's why my career is pivoting so much right now. I feel like my efforts should be better used to set more people up for success. When I'm gone, it's like, will I have left this world in a better place? Like, are my efforts in my day-to-day -day life being put towards making our world better? For the most part, I'm like, damn, I think I can use my superpowers in a more potent way so that more people succeed and grow and thrive. So this is all connected. I feel like my ancestors are telling me like, you could do more. So more we will do. All right, let's kick it off. Here's the Q&A. Lizzie96 says, how to know what your intuition is telling you? Great question. This is a lifelong muscle that we have to develop, I think. For me, it's usually, it's a small creepy feeling that gets worse and worse and worse. Like you kind of always know, but then you know when that inner voice starts screaming at you before you see somebody that you know is not good for you or before you send that message and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Or before you go into work and you know that that's not what you want to do. There's always a very quiet, faint voice in the back of your head. And I think that's your intuition speaking. It's easy to avoid. It's easy to ignore because it's so quiet. It's the quietest voice in the room. 
but that's the most important voice. I feel like listening to your intuition is the same thing as how you see a group of people. The wisest people are usually the quietest. The wisest voice in your head is usually the quietest. It's not just a voice, it's like this feeling in your heart that has no words. You can't even describe it, it's a feeling. It's in your gut, it's primitively in your gut. So my advice to listen more to your intuition is spend as much time alone as possible. Journal, y'all know I'm always gonna be telling you to journal. Journaling is active meditation. So when you're confused about something, just see what happens when you put that pen to that paper. And I really suggest paper and pen. It's such a, a you know, an analog experience that your thoughts have to be slow. They can't just blast out like you're typing on the computer or typing on your phone. With paper and pen, you have to take it one thought at a time. And that usually will tell you what your intuition is feeling and where it wants you to go. But just know this is a lifelong muscle. So one day you could wake up and feel super connected to your intuition. Then you get in a situation where that relationship, that connection with you and your intuition goes away. And you just have to take some time to tune out the clutter. I always say, if you tune out the clutter, what do you actually hear? Like once you step away from the expectations of society and your family and friends, what is left? That's usually your gut and your intuition. Kristen Am asks, could you talk about the importance of your image? Thank you for all the inspiration. Thank you for the question. I was never really into the aesthetics of life. I used to pride myself on, <laughs> on like not caring, which is a silly way to think and also like very limiting. My perspective was like to be a smart person, you couldn't be super into clothes and makeup and whatever. And then when I got the Netflix show and I had to do my own hair and makeup, it was very clear that I was looking at it all wrong. I think image is very important, as annoying as it is. When I walk in a room and I'm put together, I will actually be judged in a different way than if I had walked into a room like a schlub. And that's just the way that our society works. And I almost look at it like science. The clothes that I wear, I look at it with a color wheel. If you look at my office, it's designed with pops of color. It's because when you see this, scientifically speaking, our, our eyes are gonna be attracted to it because it pops. So I looked at it less of vanity, more of a, a scientific and mathematical game. Of course, outlooks are all subjective, but I do think there's something that can be said for being put together. I dated a guy once who was clean shaven and I asked him, I'm like, why do you shave every day? You know, we were traveling around. He was like, well, because if a man walks into a room and he's clean shaven and his hair is put together, that guy is gonna look more trustworthy subconsciously than a guy with a rugged beard and crazy hair. Because if you walk into a room and you say, I shave and I take care of myself on a daily basis, you're gonna know that I'm a conscientious person and therefore you're more likely to trust me. It's the same thing with appearance for anyone really. If you walk into a room put together, you're saying to the world, I take care of myself enough, I respect you and I respect myself and you're gonna respect me and give me opportunities that you probably wouldn't have given me if I walked in looking crazy. So while I don't love the fact that we're such an aesthetically driven species, I do understand that it's a game and I'm gonna play that game and I'm gonna play it well. And also it's cool to be able to inject your own style into it, right? Like you can communicate just physically looking a certain way. There's a reason I don't straighten my hair anymore. It's like, cause even though I'm put together, I'm still a little fun. I'm gonna keep my hair curly. I'm not gonna fit into a mold. I'm gonna be me. And I'm gonna be so me that you're gonna remember me, not only with my personality, but how I look. You're gonna remember me. And that goes a long way. And now for a commercial break where I sponsor my damn self. 
We're really excited to announce that you can now gift the gift of journaling. That's right. Joe Club memberships are giftable. We have created a beautiful page just for you to show the loved ones in your life that they should take some time for themselves. It's like a new year, new me kind of a gift for yourself or for your loved ones. And I just want to tell you that you have a few more days to lock in the lower rates because we are increasing our prices in 2023. We are improving this club so much every single day. And I'm very excited to announce that you have now eight live journaling sessions every month in multiple time zones. We have a superstar team of global facilitators who bring their diverse passions to every single session. And I've even spent a lot of time building a whole world, a private community on this platform called Circle. There we have daily challenges, we have playlists, we got book clubs, like whatever you're looking for in this self-development journey of yours, we are building for you. Members are going to be the first ones to hear about global retreats. We have two coming up in 2023 in Croatia and Mexico. They get daily emails to their inbox with prompts or weekly, depending on what your preference is. And I promise you, there's even a 30-day guarantee. Like, if you don't like it, you send me a personal email. You say, Joe, this is not good. I don't like this. I want my money back. And I'll be like sad to see you go but can you help me improve it and here's your money back so there really is no risk we'd love to hang out with you virtually on our zoom calls where we journal together as a collective while staying introspective to find out more click the show notes i'm linking all of the information there as well and really cool if you just want to try it on for size we're doing an event called 2023 planning i'm hosting it and it's taking place december 30th at 12 p.m eastern we only have a few spots left so secure your spot and come hang out with me as we plan the best year ever now back to the show Here's a great one. Renise underscore space underscore asks, what do you do when you find yourself overwhelmed with too many projects and challenges? A symptom of our society. Am I right? I have been definitely feeling overwhelmed. It's like a pressure cooker. It gets to a point where you have to make a choice. You have to make a sacrifice. There is no way that you can do it all. You can do it all, just not all at once. So for me right now was that moment where the lid was about to pop off. So I had to make a decision. It's about fulfillment. You can have a million projects on your plate, but which one of them or which few of them are going to actually fulfill you? And to understand what makes you fulfilled, you should think about your values. Because something externally could be fulfilling, you know, external titles and financial accomplishments. But internally, is it fulfilling you? So it's a game of strategy to try to connect as many things that you value internally, intrinsically as possible. Another way to approach this is to think about the challenges and projects that will actually open the door for bigger and better fulfilling opportunities as opposed to just doing the low-hanging fruit. We're all doing this. We're all sacrificing things. If you're an entrepreneur, you're not going to have as much time to spend with your family or friends. Or maybe you're an entrepreneur who cares deeply about their family, but you're not going to have as much time to invest in your wellness. Or you're super health conscious and you're also an entrepreneur and you're only going to have time to do those two things and maybe see your family and friends a little less. It's like the law of energy. <laughs> energy never goes away. It just gets shifted. You cannot do it all. Your energy will shift and it just becomes a question of what are you willing to sacrifice and for how long? What are you learning now? Travel dot by Jesse asks. Oh, I love this question. I've been diving into books. I am on the second module of film school and I am studying documentary series because that's what I love. It's all about filmmaking. It's about 
the eyeballs, how to edit things, how to arrange scenes so that you make people feel a certain way. I've also been reading a lot of business books and sales books. I'm reading $100 million offer. Actually, I'm done with it, but I'm reading it again, talking about how to create offers that people would be stupid if they said no. Let's see what else I'm reading. I'm also reading a lot about managing communities and injecting soul in online communities because there is an art to that. I'm reading about training leaders because I'm expanding the Joe Club team and I want to make sure that everybody feels like they have equity in what we're doing. So I'm learning a lot and it seems kind of unrelated, but it's all related. It's like human science and how to thrive together. That's what I'm learning. Mega K 2017 asks, overcoming burnt out and rediscovering passion and happiness. Another great question. There's nothing like feeling burnt out to a crisp. I definitely was there maybe two years ago. In the lowest points is when the best things are brewing. I swear to you, when you are so down and so low, when you have failed, that is exactly where you need to be to cultivate abundance. I think we need to rework our relationship with failure because failure is the fertile soil for opportunity and growth. But it's so hard to see when you're down. It's so hard to see when you're burnt out. It's so hard to see when you're glued to your carpet floor. But I've definitely been there multiple times in big ways, like where everything was crumbling. Only the closest people to me know this, but it's like there was a dark, dark time and I, I didn't know what was going to happen next. I didn't have enough energy to even think about what was gonna happen next. And while I was a little bit helpless, deep down in my heart, I knew that things would be okay. And time showed me that it was true, that feeling was true. And every day, if you could do a little bit more than what you did the day before, that's good enough. You don't need to wake up and build a million dollar company. You don't need to wake up and lead America's top sales team. You could just go for a walk or read a page of a book. And that compounded over time will lift you up slowly from that dark place and reinvigorate you. Also just being realistic about what makes you happy. I mean, these are trends that we talk about all the time on this podcast. And it connects to one of the questions I answered earlier about when you tune out the clutter of society and everybody else's voice, like, what do you hear? It's like, what makes you happy? We all have these things that light us up. I think the key to a fulfilling life is adding as many of those things in our day-to-day -day as possible. If it's learning language, schedule some classes. Learn a song, learn a little paragraph in a song in your target language. That has the potential to lift me up from a dark place. It's like a hook. When you have that hook, it just opens up more happiness. And little by little, you pull yourself out. And then next thing you know, you're on the other side of it. And you're thinking, damn, how can I be in such a better place when it was so dark? And you get to enjoy the good place because you can only really appreciate light if you've seen the dark. There's a whole movement of people who are out there talking about their biggest fails to show that it happens to everybody. These big, dark periods, they happen to most people that you look at right now from social media and you think they're thriving. Better believe that every single one of them has gone through some dark, dark shit. And it's just a part of the puzzle that no one's really talking about until we talk about it in moments like this. The grass is not always greener. You have problems today, you'll have problems tomorrow. It's just a matter of asking, are those problems you actually wanna have? And if they're not, how can you move into having problems you actually wanna have? There will always be a little bit of challenge, but that's good. That's a beautiful thing that gives you grit. And with grit comes character, and with character comes story, and with story comes inspiration, and everyone wins.
underscore Chantal Jacob says, tips on how to focus more on yourself and not on what other people think of you. Just remember that everybody is thinking the same thing. Everybody's so focused on what other people are thinking of them that they're probably not even thinking of you. In Greek, the Greek word for I is ego, which is ego. It's like, we are all thinking about me, me, me. I, I, I. Very rarely will you find somebody who's selfless enough to truly observe others. In fact, if you have that talent for observing others, you're probably everybody's favorite person because no one is really asking questions about others and listening carefully and intentionally. So one thing that I always remember is people are fundamentally self-absorbed and they're not worried about what I'm doing. They're worried about what they're doing or if they're worried about what I'm doing, it's to compare themselves to me both of which are a waste of their energy. So I'm just gonna focus on me and uplifting everybody in my circle because that's what I can control and that's how I wanna spend my time on this earth. There's no good in comparing yourself to others. Truly there isn't. If I'm in competition, it's in competition with myself. It's in competition with my knowledge that I can do better and grow. And plus you are you and there's no one else out there like you and your variables given your history, your past, your ancestors, your future, all of that, no one else can replicate that. And the minute you realize it, you realize no one can tell you how to live your life. No one understands what you're capable of. Like you really need to be self-aware here because no one's going to give you the answers. If you're waiting for somebody to give you the answers and give you permission, you will be waiting for your whole damn life. If you're focused on what other people are doing, you're just taking time away from your self-discovery that will allow you to move forward in this lifetime, giving the world as much as you can give so that we're all happy. And I guess I'll end with one more journal entry just because I'm curious what's in this notebook. We're going to leave it on this journal entry from day 18. I was in Los Angeles, December 18th, 2020. What are you chasing? At around eight months old, I jolted up from my mom's lap and started running. My first steps on this earth were rushed, and I've been in a hurry ever since. A few feet into my sprint, my baby legs got caught on themselves and I fell so hard I didn't try walking again for a few more months. My mom laughs at my impatience as an adult because she can't help but see the baby in me. Much like at 8 months old, at 28 years old I'm in a hurry for something, but nothing in specific. In all of these years of fast walking, fast eating, and barely sleeping, I've realized time always puts me in my place. It's a game I won't beat. I guess I'm rushing to live more, to do more with my limited time here. I selfishly want to experience all that humans are capable of, to live as fully as possible. But now it's clear that I have to stop rushing because life happens when you slow down. And that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you again for your loyal ears. If you like this episode and the podcast in general, don't forget to rate it five stars wherever you listen. Leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and share it with a friend who could benefit from any of these questions, these tidbits. I have some really interesting interviews coming up and I can't wait to share them with you. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at NotYourAverageJoePod. I post bonus clips there as well as on my personal social media at Joe underscore Franco. I have a free seven-day journaling course that you are more than welcome to take if you're new to journaling and just don't even know what it's all about. We'll guide you through for seven days. Now I'm off to New York City and uh, I will be going speed dating. So I'll fill you in on how that goes. Wish me luck. We're just out here trying new things, you know, getting new stories. Take care of yourself and have an above average end of your 2022 because you deserve it. I'll see you next year. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 